Hey, welcome. It's episode 34, and it's taken us half a year for you guys to get to meet Justin. Today, we're going to interview Justin Wallace, who's our family and student pastor, who's been here for 14 years, 15 years. It's crazy. 2009. So welcome, Justin. Hey, how's it going? Justin and Bethany came as um, dinks, dual income, no kids, right? (laughs) (laughs) And now... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a different story, right? It is a different story. Yeah. So yeah. welcome. Here's the other thing. I just want to give a big shout out to Justin because most youth pastors come and go within two years. And he and his f- spouse and his family, they've been committed to us for 15 years. And that's by he's he's earned more responsibility. And we're grateful that he's here today. So you can get to know him as well because there are literally hundreds of our children and students that are influenced by his life and his partnership with his wife and his kids and decision, that kind of stuff. As a matter of fact, they fill up a whole row <laughs> in church. So welcome, Justin. Oh, thank you. I appreciate being here, man. And if it were up to my wife, we would fill up two rows. Absolutely. So okay. yeah, I had, right. to, I had to kind of say it is finished Okay, <laughs> in my own way. I, I was going to say, we'll pray about that. You don't need to go into details, but I think we understand the snip. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, so as we're recording this, this is the week of 180 weekend. And 180 is a weekend. Tell us about what that's, it's been pretty pivotal, pivotal, pivotal in your ministry while you're here. Yeah. Um, so it has been around, uh, there's some, I'm a part of a, the leadership team now and it's countywide Gaston County. Um, there's uh, about 30 churches that are a part of this, uh, discipleship weekend. Is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, and last I checked the other day, uh, Parkwood had the numbers, um, but we're probably going to be somewhere around the ballpark of twelve to thirteen hundred awesome. students. Um, that yeah. doesn't count like leaders involved with it. So we'll definitely be over fifteen hundred uh, total wow. people for this weekend. Yeah, but That's it's awesome. been it's been going on. Um, I think they told me it started in two thousand and one, mm-hmm. um, and so I've done it every year that I've been at the point. Uh, and so this will be my fifteenth year, I guess fourteenth, fifteenth year of doing 180 weekend. But uh, yeah, it's it's really awesome. cool. We have um, two different host sites. One is City Church, one is Parkwood. Yep. And um, we'll have a main stage speaker. Uh, I'm excited about City Church, where our church is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually booked Stuart Hall. So we had him back at Real Talk in oh, uh, September. Yeah, so that's going to be exciting. And uh, we've got an incredible band uh, that's going to be at City Church um, uh, Liberty uh, Worship Collective. So they do a really good job. From Liberty yeah. University? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the young people love them. They're young, energetic. They're talented. So they do a really good job. But, yeah, we do a Wednesday night kickoff. And then there's a Friday and Saturday night. We have a, a few different services. And um, it's all these local kids getting together and hearing the Word of God hanging out together, worshiping, and it's it's really cool. It's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. Justin's actually spoken to this in the past as well. Our band is actually leading it, and so we're grateful for that. So all the things that we invest in the life of students and children and ministries and our band are really paying off big dividends, not only just for us, but also for our whole community. We heard something years ago that said, if your church was taken out of the community, would anybody notice? Mm. And it's always been our desire that – we would be that kind of church so that people definitely notice because we have our influence in so many different areas. And thanks for your long obedience in that direction. Also, I would just give a shout out. I think uh, Brian Lowe, who used to be the student pastor at Parkwood and is now the pastor at Exodus Church, 
kind of started this back in the early yeah, 2000s. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Parkwood. It's thank still you, rocking City and Church. rolling. Yeah. Absolutely. And all these other 30 churches that we've got coming. I mean, that's amazing yeah. to do that. And it's a cool thing. I've been, I'm, I probably will go this week too, because it's uh, it's a great <laughs> event. Well, too. So tell us about you. How, how did Justin get here? How did, uh, I mean, I know your mom and dad. How did I get here? <laughs> they, they had an amorous night, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And um, anyway, but that happened. Yeah. So, I mean, so here's the deal. I, I'm like so many other people. Like I, I can remember very early on um, going to church as a little guy. Yeah. Right. I remember going to children's church. And so my, my whole church uh, life was a little bit weird. I remember going to um, Central, which Central was Central Church of God. It's just Central now. Yeah, it's just Central. Um, and there's a little joke. I used to say Central Church of my God. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a whole thing to that because there was a season of life there where and, and student ministry where uh, you would not go anywhere else yeah. to visit or anything like that. You would invite and they would have to come here because... Uh, no one ever said it, but it was almost this, um, well, this is where God is. Oh yeah. Like, he's not anywhere else. Like, this is where he is. Yeah. Um, again, it wasn't anything intentional, but it was funny. I would always say central church of my God. Um, but yeah, so I it did is a that. great church too. Yeah. And, and, uh, actually the crazy thing about that, a little side rabbit trail, the last two times I've been to central were for two funerals that I spoke at Right. my grandmother and grandfather, right. um, which is wild because, uh, being on that platform, that stage, I always thought as a young guy, I man, I could be on that stage. Um, and that was just why it was just kind of a surreal yeah. moment, um, to be there and to speak in that pulpit. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of wild. So two little connections. One is this Saturday and we're publicizing this or publishing this rather this week of 180 weekend. We're also having a Super Bowl breakfast and it's at central every yeah, year. Yeah. 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 ministries and that kind of stuff. And in addition just Central is just a great church and they a are. great impactful church in the world and communities. So thank you, Central, for being that church. Absolutely. From the the top down. Um, I mean, here's the deal, right? Like anywhere you go, you can always find like the blemish somewhere. Yeah, sure. And and you know, I but my thing is that's where I got my foundation and my roots. And um God, God did a lot of things through young people that I know now that are at other places doing things. So it's really, really cool to be a part of that. Um, so like I said, I went to children's church there. I mean, they had the the puppets. I mean, they had the show, the puppets, that whole thing. Um, and, and like a lot of other hmm. kids, I remember like accepting Christ. And then you get to like put your hand in like a bucket and get some candy. Look, yeah. I remember doing that stuff. Yeah, okay. Sure. So, and there may be other people that have that yeah. kind of experience. Um, and, but I remember at a young age, I was drawn to the stories of the Bible. Like I love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. Still love that story. So many of those, I just, as a kid, I heard them and I was just like, man, I just took them for uh, face value. Yeah. Like I was like, well, they're real to me. And mm -hmm. so at a young age, I kind of just believed them. Um, and so there's a ton of influence uh, being in family ministry. There's a ton of influence that like parents grandparents, teachers, coaches have over the young lives of people yeah. because they will just that childlike faith where they will just believe um, things that we teach them. We just need to make sure we're teaching them the right things. Um, then I had a season in life where uh, we stopped going to church. Right. And, and, you know, we went for a long time and then there was a season where I don't remember us really going 
that often. Um, you know, Easter, Christmas, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't part of our pattern. It wasn't part of our lifestyle for a season. And so then I remember going to middle school and I had some buddies at my middle school and I loved sports growing. I loved baseball. I loved playing football. I loved playing basketball and, uh, Hickory Grove Baptist in Charlotte, another great church. Um, some of my buddies from middle school went there and they invited me to come play basketball and they said, Hey, there's also you know, a couple of girls that I knew that were attractive. Yeah. And so of <clears throat> course the, the saint in me yeah. wanted to go play basketball and see pretty girls. Absolutely. Right. So I went to youth group there in middle school. It's um, girls and pizza, man. Yeah. Basketball. I, I'm, I'm telling you like they, <laughs> I, I went, I loved playing basketball before the message and worship. I loved playing afterwards. And then during worship, I tried to find a pretty girl to sit beside. Yeah. I mean, that okay. was the early years of my student ministry. So for this all of y'all out there, there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> there's hope for your, your adolescent, your, your preteen, your teenager. There's hope yeah. for them. Um, because I was not there, um, to get to know God. I, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going because I had connection with some people and I wanted to have fun. And so, uh, so that was a season where I went to central or I'm sorry, uh, Hickory Grove Baptist, um, and then what so many people do, I went to public school. And so my middle school friends, uh, we kind of did this in high school. So I went to a different high school than a lot of them. And, uh, then there was a little season where I remember us going back to church. And so we went back to central, um, my, my aunt, my cousins went there, my grandparents on my, my mother's side went there. Um, and so we, we went back to central for a little while and, uh, it took me a few minutes, um, Cause I'm a pretty outgoing person, but it took me a while before I went from like, I guess I would say, um, being in the crowd to being on the bench. Mm-hmm. Now it took me a while to, before I got in the game, mm-hmm. but like just going from being in the crowd, cause at central, it was very, very easy yeah. to go in, stay in the crowd, stay in the crowd, leave. And like, mm-hmm. no one knows. I mean, and, and that's, that's good. I did my thing. I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, so that was easy to do. And then I started to do Wednesday nights. They had Wednesday nights for student ministry. And I started to do that uh, eighth grade, maybe something like that, going into ninth grade. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but I loved the energy. Um, again, they had a basketball thing. So I loved playing basketball there. I played baseball. Sometimes I would just come in my uniform. Um, but really none of my friends from my high school went there and uh, I had one or two that did. Um, but it was just, it was so wild. Like my story was so crazy. Like in middle school, I played baseball. Um, I, I had a, a crowd that I hung out with that like we believed in Jesus. We would maybe go to church on Sundays, but like Saturday, I, you know, especially once I got into high school, like I'm going to be invited to a party. Yeah. And so praise God, like I went to plenty of parties in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two older brothers that I saw who went to parties, who yeah. did things, you know, yeah. I mean, I love my, my one brother, Travis, but, uh, I don't know if my parents know this, if, if they ever see this, Travis, I'm sorry, but there was a, <laughs> there was a season in high school and we went to Butler and I was a freshman. He was a junior, I believe. And, you know, if you're a freshman and Butler was a brand new school, so Travis was a junior, but there wasn't a senior class that first year. It was just right. 
freshman, sophomore, and junior. Yeah. So here I am a freshman and my brother's top dog. Yeah. So like he was driving to school. So like what freshman wouldn't love that, right? Yeah. Like that's awesome. I've already got it in. Right. And I remember having to make the decision um, uh, as, a, as a freshman to ride the school bus instead of riding with my brother huh. to school. Interesting. And this is why I made that decision. And this is, I apologize. Love you. Love my brother. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to spill the beans a little bit. So when I was a freshman, there was multiple times he had a little S10 truck, pickup right. truck, tiny little truck. Yeah. And myself, I would, I would obviously be in the truck with him. And then he would go and pick up his buddy, Brandon uh-huh. and not my brother. I have an older brother that's named Brandon, yeah. but that's not him. His buddy, Brandon. And I would be in the middle and I wasn't a small guy either, but I was in the middle of this little S10 pickup yeah. truck. Six shift in the middle yep. of the floor. Yeah. Yep. There you go. And I remember driving to pick up this guy, Brandon, and then we would pull off in this neighborhood. No joke. They would start smoking weed. Okay. And I was in the middle. Yes. Windows rolled up like Cheech and Chong type stuff. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I'm just being straight up. This is truth. <laughs> So he would take a puff and like blow it. He'd pass it over. And they would, my brothers, I will say they were all about community. They would yeah. always invite me yeah. to partake. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't do it. When you're and saying. so like, I just, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want anything to do with that. And it got really hard. And so I didn't want to get my brother into trouble. I yeah. didn't want to tell my parents. And so I just made the decision to start riding the school bus instead right. of riding to school with my brother. Yeah. Because I didn't want that. You know, plus you don't smell marijuana all day, right? No, I mean that definitely happened a couple of times where I'd walk in right. and like secondhand marijuana is still like a thing. So like my eyes would be all red and like yeah. I, I just didn't want any part of that. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, and something that my wife and I say at our house is, you can do hard things, mm -hmm. right? As a freshman with an older brother, it was a junior. He also played sports. He played mm -hmm. football. He played baseball. He was, he was so awesome in so many ways and I love him, but like that aspect of his life, I didn't want anything to do with. And so right. I had to make the decision. I had to be a big boy in ninth grade mm -hmm. and say, I'm not going to ride with you. And when my parents asked me why or whatever, I would make up something like, oh, I really like riding the bus. Right. I mean, yeah, no, I really didn't like riding the bus. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> P.S. I didn't love riding the bus, right. but I did so that I wasn't put in that situation. Wow. Yeah. So that's just, you know, that's, that's part of like the younger years. Right. So you, you're in order, you're first, second, third. So our, our dynamics a little wild. So, um, there were <clears throat> five of us. Mm -hmm. And so my oldest brother, he's six years older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, his name's Brandon. Mm -hmm. Um, he actually lives just a few minutes down the road from me okay. in Mount Holly. Hey Brandon. Um, Hey, Hey, you're out there now. So, you know, it's out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, people know you. <laughs> um, and so there's Brandon and then there's Travis. Right. Um, he's actually living up in Jersey these days. Uh, him okay. and his beautiful family. Hey Travis. And, uh, yeah. And so then there's me. And so, yep, that's right. There's two more. So I was that middle guy. Lots right. of, lots of things. We're the, the middle. misunderstood middle. Yeah. Children, the middle right. kids, man. There's a lot. Right. We could write books. We um, so, and then below me, it was my brother cousin. And so to me, he's always been my brother, but he's technically my cousin. Right. And so, um, my, uh, his dad, which was my uncle and my dad's brother, uh, passed away in a motorcycle accident. Wow. Um, and I was, uh, if I get these dates wrong, I'm sorry, but I was probably four mm -hmm. 
And I think Jacob, that's his name. Mm -hmm. uh, he was three. Mm -hmm. We're a year apart. So it was three or four or four or five, somewhere in there. And he lived with us up until he was about 16. Wow. Um, what a great testimony to the heart of your parents, too. Yeah. Oh, well, Absolutely. my dad, there was a lot more to that story. But my dad, um, he he wanted to take care of Jacob. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and hey, so, Jacob. Yeah. What's up, bro? Um, and so he, uh, I mean, he really was like my brother. And I mean, we hung out a lot together when we were younger. and We fought like brothers at times. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as we got older, we started to drift a little bit too. Um, you know, I, I mean, honestly, whether it was friends or even my family at times, I unintentionally alienated them because of, you know, at the time I didn't know what it was, but now I can look back and say that God's calling, he was started with me kind of early on. I started to feel that tug in middle school. I just didn't know what it was. Right. And then in high school, we can talk about that in a minute, but in high school, I started to really um, hear and, and kind of take steps towards yeah. that. But uh, yeah, so Jacob and I, you know, things got a little bit rough towards uh, towards. Well, you're the almost end. like sibling rivalry. The closer you are in age, the more you're going to yeah, fight. Yeah, it was it was tough. You know, we were younger. We played together, sports together, all the things. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I, I again, I love all of my family, but he was probably going, and I think he would admit this. He was kind of going a little bit in the same direction as Travis and Brandon. Mm -hmm. They liked the party and that stuff when they were younger and mm -hmm. get into some things that I didn't partake in. And yeah. um, I, some of that just naturally grew us apart um, and caused tension. Uh, the same with my friends. I mean, the best friends that I had as a freshman in high school, mm -hmm. um, I was just telling this story with someone the other day. Um, Again, you can do hard things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my best friends, a uh, guy named Brandon, lots of Brandons. Yeah. Right. And, the, but his name is Brandon Fall and uh, awesome guy. We were best friends as freshmen. I'd go to his house, like all this stuff. We never had like a nasty falling out. Mm. But when um, I call it a spiritual drop kick, mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I say that students that hear this, they're familiar with that term. I use yeah. it on our Wednesday nights in collision. I talk about a spiritual drop kick. And, um, and that's where God really gets your attention. Absolutely. He, right. he he knocks me down. I don't like to say, you know, if you read the, the Old Testament, Jacob yeah. wrestled with the spirit of God yeah. and it like nicked his hip. Mm -hmm. To me, it wasn't like a little wrestle. I mean, he got on the top rope mm -hmm. and like drop kicked me down yeah. to the mat. And uh, that that's kind of the moment that I had um, at a summer camp. And it, it was a little bit later, but it's my junior year. So it was the the summer of my junior year before I went into my senior year. Mm -hmm. um, I had gone to church. I mean, y'all was in youth choir yeah. at Central. Wow. Like I was doing a lot of things, um, but I I really had not. And it's so, it's, it's a weird, it's a hard thing to explain to people. I would definitely call myself a Christian. I mm -hmm. definitely believe that Jesus mm -hmm. was who he said he was, but I was still, I was still all about me. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a hard thing for people to understand. And, and, and I, I've said this multiple times from the stage. I might even say it this Sunday when I speak yeah. is, you know, I'm no different than anyone else in this room. Amen. The only difference with me is I said, okay. Amen. I think a ton of people get tapped by the Holy Spirit. I think a ton of people get pulled and drop kicked and everything else to come and do mm -hmm. and surrender all. Right. I just, I just said, okay. Right. Um, and so I did that my junior year of high school. I had done all the things. I had done missions trips. I had done a lot of stuff. Um, and again, I was a Christ follower, but 
at the end of the day, it was me going on a Tampa missions trip. It yeah. wasn't me living a life of a missionary, like just every day, whether it's at Butler high school where I went to high school or if it was at Chick-fil-A, one of my first jobs, um, you know, it wasn't a part of my life. It wasn't who I was all the time. And mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons that when I came to the point, one of the first things I did is I wanted to change the name of the student ministry. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to is, is I call it collision. Right. And the whole point <clears throat> behind collision is your life and your faith colliding. Yeah. Is, is no compartmentalizing. T-shirt too, man. Yeah. 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 Oh, there we go. Yeah. We are collision students. I like that so, cool logo. Yeah. Yeah. Compliments of Brent. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted I wanted to be a person where I didn't compartmentalize, mm -hmm. and I was a baseball guy with a baseball team. Sure, I was at school like with those with that crowd. I was I was one way at lunch or, or wherever we were. Mm -hmm. At home, I was one person. In youth group, I was one person. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of work. Yeah, you know, and God doesn't call us to do that. Yeah. Um, he calls us to be a genuine person and just be that same genuine person no matter what circle you're in. Right. And so it's about integrity. Absolutely. And integrity is about being a whole number and not yeah. split into fractions in different areas. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, the whole phrase that I used to hear about where you were, and I think it's the same thing for my life too, is that Jesus was your savior, but you really hadn't recognized him as Lord until that yeah. time. And now, now you're like, okay, you're the master Yep. and you follow. Some people don't like that terminology, but it's helpful to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's, I think that's, right on the money. Um, because everyone, I mean, this might be a little bit touchy for some people, but you know, um, the, the Bible speaks of this place called Hades or yeah. the absence of God or hell as some people know it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so not a lot, like no one that I've ever known, I've done all kinds of like evangelism, street ministry, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And, and I've had conversations with people. I can't remember one time where if someone believed that there was a place called hell, that they were like, sign me up, buddy. Yeah. Like, the bus I, I don't think that I know anyone that's just been like, yes, I want to go right now. Let's get yeah. on the bus. Yeah. Um, and so naturally, I think as people, uh, we love the stories that end well. We love the good versus evil, but we all love the movies where the, the good wins at the end. Yeah. And so I think it's really easy for people to accept the savior yeah. part they can accept the lamb mm -hmm. part of christ but it's hard for them to surrender right. to the lordship and the king and the lion of christ and so but this is a pivotal time and he was by this time he was lord oh yeah and so this yeah. that was my summer camp junior year and that was a wild summer camp um so uh i went <laughs> uh this summer camp we actually had a guest speaker and he did something called human videos. Okay. Do you remember those? Human videos. Human videos. It was like a skit almost with a mashup of like a mime. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was so weird. But they didn't, he like didn't have like the music stuff. and stuff on. Yeah. And I wanted to say his name was like Randy Johnson, but not like the picture. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's wild that I can remember that. But this guy spoke and uh, there were a lot of parts of it that like, um, as a grown adult with children and everything, there were some parts of it that were like weird. Yeah. Just weird. Yeah. And it was a church of God camp. It was one. Of, and I'll just be straight up. If y'all want to know more about it, you can always ask me, but there were some weird things that yeah. went down. Yeah. But, but in the midst of all the weird, um, that's why, you know, you, you can pick almost any church out there and there's a lot of churches and there's a lot of opinions about all the churches. Sure. 
Um, I've experienced some weird stuff. Um, I've experienced some things that it, I have experienced the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Um, and even in the ugly, right. Even if you would have just nitpicked that camp apart. Yeah. Um, theologically speaking, there's some things there, right. As an adult, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But God still showed up and drop kicked me because he is who he is. Wow. Regardless of the speaker. Yeah. He is who he is. And when his spirit was ready to drop kick me, it didn't matter about the speaker. It didn't matter about the band. It didn't, it dropped me. You remember that moment and what happened? Absolutely. Um, I remember there was some kind of an altar call and uh, I've always been kind of an all in person. Mm -hmm. And I know that I struggled for a long time. Like, when I was, I mean, I'm the weird kid. Like after this happened, mm-hmm. um, I went to a Christian bookstore um, before like a lot of things, you know, now everybody just goes online. This was before like everyone would just go to Amazon, right? Yeah. So I went to a Christian bookstore. I spent my money, right? And they were about $80 a pop. Mm. And I bought Norman Geisler's Systematic Theology. Oh, wow. As You're a 17? senior. No, I was a 16-year-old as a senior. Wow. I started my senior year at 16. And you so, picked a good one, though. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I love his stuff. But, I mean, you can read that, and you can go down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. And some people don't find their way back out. That's right. <laughs> um, so, if you get into, like, systematic theology, like, you know, it, it you know, it, it's, it's, it's wild. It it's, is. It can, it can really blow your mind. But I did that as a, a senior in high school. Yeah. And only one book was 80 bucks. So I ended up spending $320 wow. of my money to get the four set volume. And I still have it beside my bed wow. um, at home. And every once in a while, my wife thinks I'm weird too. I'll just like open one up just mm. to read it. Almost like people would read a novel. Yeah. Just, it's just weird. It's something awesome. that I like. Um, it's a weird thing about Man, me. I'm glad for our sake you did. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean. And for your sake. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm. I, in every aspect of, of what I do now, that stuff comes into play, mm-hmm. um, which I love. But uh, yeah, so I had this dropkick moment and God showed up and I remember he had this altar call and I remember he did the story of David and Goliath, right? And, yeah. and I, I vividly remember him up on the stage and him going, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. whoosh. <laughs> you know, doing one of those things. Yeah. And uh, he, he kind of did like a line in the sand Mm-hmm. kind of, kind of talk. Um, and, and of course, I mean, it was years ago, so I don't remember all of it, but it was one of those things. Like if you're tired of playing the game, if you're tired, you know, are you ready to go from just savior to Lord? It yeah. was one of those things, even though it may not have been, uh, presented that way, at least for me. Right yeah. now, someone else beside me may have heard something <clears throat> different, but sure. what the spirit of God was speaking to me is, Hey, this is the lion in the sand. Um, are you just going to just keep me as like your get out of hell free card pass? Mm-hmm. Are you just going to keep me as like, when there's a tragedy, you get to call, yeah. you know, is it going to be that kind of relationship or, or are you going to call me Lord and just surrender all and come and, and follow me and carry your own cross and do mm-hmm. all those things that the scripture speaks to that are very real things and, and tough things. And if you don't count the cost, right. Um, I'm not saying your faith is not authentic by any means, but you should count the cost. Right. Um, and so I did that as a, as a junior in high school and, and I went down front and he said, if you're ready to cross that line, come down front. And I came down front and I prayed and I cried and I ugly cried and yeah. it was weird. Yeah. And I went back to my cabin yeah. and I read my Bible for like two hours and I cried some more. And like, that was like the wow. 
moment. That was the first like big moment where I just like let go of all kinds of stuff. And the peace that I had was crazy. Yeah. And again, I, I was the kid that easily, and I did do this for a long time. I think this was part of my hangup potentially is I easily could have looked at my siblings, Mm -hmm. uh, my two older brothers and said, well, man, I didn't do this. Yeah. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I'm not that bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I got my list. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, living according to my list. Man, compared to them, like, I'm I'm an angel child. Right? I, yeah. Like, I'm good. Um, but something that, like, I think we all have to realize, there's no such thing as, like, um, a boring testimony. Right. Right? You don't have to live a life of 30 years addicted to opioids or, or pornography right. or whatever. Like you don't have to live that life. That's right. Um, what you need to realize is even if you think you lived a perfect life, you're completely separated from God without yeah. Christ. And Absolutely. so that's what I needed. I didn't need to compare to my brothers because as far as I knew, I would win that battle. Right. What I needed to was compare myself to the glory and the holiness of God. Yeah. Well, there's a gap. Yeah. There's a huge gap and Christ filled that gap. And that's what I needed um, and so, uh, that's awesome. Where was the camp? Uh, it was at, um, uh, oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Nasoka Pines Ranch. Okay. I think, I think okay. that's what it's called. Nasoka Pines Ranch. Mm. Um, uh, here in North Carolina, South Carolina. It's in South Carolina. I think Sherall. Okay. okay. Or maybe near Sherall. I cool. believe I'm thinking because if, if, um, one of my best friends from, that I met at that camp. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his name's Kyle, Kyle yeah. Wagner. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about the Wagners. I know before. Kyle. Good to if, see you, Kyle. If he was here right now, him or Audrey, they would know. And I may have missed it up because I just, I haven't thought about that camp in a while, but uh, they would know. Um, I'll one more detail. You said you had five in your family. Oh you yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. Have, have I totally after forgot. Jacob. Yeah. Um, so oh, there's people my, out there like me going like, wait, don't leave me hanging. Yeah. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> um, cause I, I can talk and just roll with things. But, uh, so my baby sister, sister, I thought you had a yep, sister. I got a baby sister. And yeah. so, uh, she, she is the baby though. Like straight up. She is the baby. Not in like, <laughs> not in a whiny way, Yeah, but like princess kind of way. She is the princess. Yeah. yeah. What's your um, sister's name? Her name is Constance. Constance. Oh, what a great yeah. name too. Yeah. Her name is Constance. And, well, um, She's awesome. She's down in South Carolina. Um, she's a physical therapist and, awesome. and rocks it out. Her husband, um, they got a little guy and they've got one on the way. Congratulations, yeah. Constance. Yeah. And so that's, that's awesome. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so big family. Um, we've got a big family. There's, you know, five of us mm-hmm. or five. Of, I've got five um, uh, kiddos as well. But uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of my dropkick moment. And then I came back to uh, real life, right? Mm-hmm. Like summer camps, 180 weekends. Mm-hmm. They're like those mountaintop experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. I think they're absolutely necessary, but you can't live on the mountaintop. Right. You can't live on Everest. Mm-hmm. You can only stay there for a minute. That's right. Then you got to come back down to That's reality. Right. Absolutely. Um, and hopefully with what you learn on the mountaintop, you take down to the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I came back to the real world. I was working a lot. Um, and this is like a little sidebar. Even though I love Jesus and even though I went to church, you still can be really dumb. Yeah. Right. And so as a senior in high school, I was working probably 
close to 30 hours a week sometimes. In addition to school, wow. In addition to school because my car insurance was $320 a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going a little fast from time to time. I had 11 points on my license. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so when other kids were driving like a Lexus or something else, I was driving not that. Yeah. But if I was not in a, a whatever, fill in the blank, blank yeah. like if I wasn't a dummy, yeah. Um, I could have had a really nice car as yeah. a senior because I was working my butt off, but it was just to pay my dumb insurance. And I agree 100% with Dave Ramsey. I paid a great stupid tax. Yeah. I really did. It um, made you learn to slow it down. It did. It yeah. did. Some of it was slow. Some of it was uh, a few accidents. Again, um, some of that just had to do with just... Being dumb. Yeah. I did some dumb things. Yeah. Um, lucky to be alive a couple times. Wow. Like, yeah, some crazy stuff. So I didn't uh, know that about you. Yeah. I do know we yeah. shared we shared an almost accident in Guatemala <laughs> oh several years gosh. ago where we were on this bus and we came around the mountain corner and we came like that close from smashing this and we weren't driving. It was like we're out of control. That I we're glad we we're both alive. Now I will say that. <coughs> There were a couple accidents I got into that were bad. Um, I did not have a scratch on me. Wow. Um, and one of them, I didn't even have a seatbelt on. Wow. Um, and I hit a telephone pole. Yeah, man. And did not have a scratch on me. Unreal. Um, Thank it's, you, God. It's crazy. And it was once I left church one yeah. night. I just, again, being dumb, not being smart. And it was just not even a mile, mm -hmm. like once I left the church. Mm -hmm. But so I did one of those things. I'm sure a lot of you guys do it. Uh, you get in the car, you yeah. have to just drive and you start hearing beep, beep, beep. It's it's like, hey, put your seatbelt on. I just ignored it for a minute. I was trying to do something and back tire blew out. I kind of went off the road. And I, when I got back on, I kind of um, overcorrected and it was rear wheel drive. And so I just started spinning and then I hit grass and I was heading face first. No seatbelt. I was heading face first. Um uh, or head on to this telephone pole. And actually we weren't married. We were dating, but I was on the phone with Bethany okay. at the time. Yeah. And I'm like looking at this thing and I'm like freaking out. And right as I'm coming at, at it, it like starts to just turn. My car starts to turn. And like in grass, it doesn't like, once you hit grass, right. You're just going it's out of control. So like the fact that I'm like flying into this thing and it just starts to turn instead of hitting it right on, um, it hit my driver's side door and just slid down. So it ripped like the back door panel off, busted all the glass. I kind of flew over to the side of the car, but like I didn't have a scratch. Yeah. Wow. No, I was, it was wild. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. It's crazy. So put your seatbelt on. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I left that summer camp, came back, um, home, you know, all that stuff. I was excited. I was definitely zealous. Yeah. Um, probably at times to a fault. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so excited about Jesus and so excited about what he had done in me. Um, I didn't have, I don't know what the right word is. I don't know if I didn't empathize with others or I kind of, if you've ever been on vacation, let's say you go to Bahamas or somewhere yeah. and you're trying to explain to somebody yeah. like, oh no, the sand was beautiful. No, you don't understand how beautiful it was. No, yeah. the water was so clear. It was so amazing. You had to be there. 
it's kind of like that. And you can only say that so many times before people are like, okay, cool. Got it, dude. Yeah. Like move on. Move on. Yeah. And so I think uh, I was young and mature and of course I had 11 points. On my, so I'd also done dumb things. Yeah. So like when I had that transformation, people are like, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, it was difficult at times, even with family. Um, it was, it was hard. But you took it seriously. Uh, I absolutely took it yeah. seriously. I a mean, lot of times people, when they become Christ followers, they get weird for a while yeah. and forget where they've come from and that kind of stuff. But but some way you've managed to ma- maintain staying in touch with other people that are still lost and far from God instead of becoming holier than thou. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I try to. Um, but you felt like at that time you're super holy, Justin. Yes, but not like Bible thumper. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't trying to beat people up with the Bible. I was just, I really do think it was like that fire. Yeah. I was just so excited and I didn't know how to convey that excitement in a way that people could receive it. Right. Um, and so when I went back to school, all my buddies and people that I hung out with, mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier, my freshman year, my mm-hmm. sophomore year, even in my junior year. Um, I lost like all my friends my senior year of high school. Wow. Um, not because again, it wasn't a stab you in the back. It wasn't like, Hey, you're going to turn or burn, bro. Like I can't hang out with you anymore. Yeah. It was never anything like that. Um, I, I tell people all the time, it was basically this simple. I started to get convictions where I hadn't had convictions before. Mm-hmm. And so even if I was invited to a party, even if I had the conviction that I would go and not drink, I mm-hmm. might've done that a couple of times, but at some point, like, I'm just not going to come to the party. Right. Like it just no longer appealed to me. Right. And so, uh, which that's a testimony itself. I went to multiple parties in high school that Mm -hmm. I was invited to Mm -hmm. and never once drank. Okay. I was around a lot of it. Yeah. I was around a lot, but I never, I never did drink. I never drank at a party. I never wanted to drink. I never got wasted. I Mm -hmm. never did any of those things. Never smoked pot. Mm -hmm. Um, I just never wanted to do any of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of that may have been because of what I saw. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, not only did I see some of the stuff my brothers did, what they don't know that I saw is like the tension that, that caused behind the scenes, right. right? Like if they ran away for a couple of days cause they were ticked off or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I saw the fights at home. I saw some, of, I saw some of that turmoil mm-hmm. and I absolutely believe that that impacted yeah. some of my decision-making with those things. But, uh, yeah, I never did that stuff. It was simply, I was going this way yeah. and my friends kept going that way. It's not, they didn't really, ch- they didn't change. Right. I'm the one that changed. Yeah. And so I, I sympathize from them or for them from the fact that like they lost a great friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I was all in, I was mm-hmm. determined, like, this is where I'm going to go. Yeah. So I went from like my freshman, sophomore year, um, not proud of this now, but like I was, I played sports. I was mm-hmm. athletic. Um, I wasn't always the nicest kid my early years. And so I went straight up. I went from like freshman year. I would have made fun of like the band, the marching band. I would have made fun of the kids who like did the first priority, which was also a lot of the Mm -hmm. marching band, which was crazy to me at the time. I just, uh, I just, yeah, I wasn't the nicest guy. Um, but then my senior year, those people that I kind of would make fun of or pick on for being Mm -hmm. in the band or whatever. I hung out with a lot of them at school. Wow. I became, and this is a crazy story. So I, um, I wanted to be part of like a lot of schools, even around here have like Bible clubs mm-hmm. that they can, the students can be a part of. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Butler had one. It was called First Priority. Okay. And so um, I saw like a flyer at school. I don't know. I, maybe it was on my car. I have no idea. But as a senior, I remember seeing this. And I remember going to a meeting. And this is how clueless I was at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walk into this class and there's like five people in there. I'm like, oh, this is lame. Like, this is so bad. So a couple minutes in, like some of the kids are looking at me like, why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you We've heard here? about you. Yeah. Oh, they knew me. Yeah. And so uh, I remember walking in and I'm like, what's like, what's going on? What's the deal? Like, why is nobody here? And they're like, well, this is the first priority, like leadership meeting. And so we talk about like what we're going to plan the next month, mm-hmm. blah, blah, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, I probably don't need to be in here. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, the, the youth pastor that was like kind of the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Don't remember his name. I kind of remember his face. Um, super nice guy. He was like, well, why don't you stay? And I don't think he knew that much about me. And so I stayed. And after that meeting, I ended up like helping lead the entire year of first priority. Wow. Like I spoke at it. I helped coordinate things. I helped, Mm -hmm. like, it was wild. Just going to that one meeting by accident. I ended up like getting really involved. Um, I worked at Chick-fil-A um, as a high schooler. And so when I had that like dropkick moment, I started a, a Bible study on Sundays at Chick-fil-A. We weren't open, but I became a manager shortly after working there. Yeah. And I just asked the owner, I was like, Hey, I'd like to do this. And so we would open Chick-fil-A up and Sunday afternoons when it wasn't open, um, we would go in there and we would have a Bible study of about 10 to 15 people. Wow. Um, Anybody knock on the door once again? Absolutely. <laughs> People knocked on the door. People would go, they would see cars in the parking lot. So they'd go into the drive through and wait for a while. Then they'd pull up, knock on the door. Yeah. And we would just be like, Hey, you know, someone would go to the door and say, Hey, we're actually, we're we're just having a Bible study. We're not open today. So yeah. Yeah. I got, I got hyper, hyper, hyper involved. I mean, we can go through a list. I did prison ministry my Mm -hmm. senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, A guy named Tom Berger, which this is where some of y'all, may know this about me. The staff does. Um, uh, there's a phrase that I love. Um, don't do it unless you can't not do it. Yeah. And the, where I got that from, I mm-hmm. love it. I've used it for years. Yeah. But the first time I ever heard that phrase was a, a gentleman named Tom Berger. Mm-hmm. And he was a chaplain. Uh, we called it Camp Green, but it used to be a yeah. little facility over off of Tyvola. You'll believe this. I worked there for a year and a half out of college. Really? I used to. What year? Uh, two, uh, excuse me, not 2000. 1984 oh, okay. to 1986. Wow. Yeah, I was a probation parole officer on duty on there. I didn't know that about you. That's cool. Yeah, so I, w- I went there probably yeah. for a year or so around yeah. nine, 2000, somewhere yeah. in there, 2001 maybe. That's awesome. Um, it's and gone I, now. They've oh, t- they've really? It's gone. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Oh, I didn't now. know. I didn't know yeah. it was gone. But um, yeah, so I went there. All the prisoners got saved because Justin was in ministry. That was good. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, no, I would go in there and help lead worship sometimes. I yeah. had a chance to go in there and speak multiple times. And uh, no, I mean, doing that really, I mean, there's so many different experiences as a young guy I had once I said, okay. Yeah. Uh, multiple trips to Tampa, Florida to do inner city missions there. And I mean, when I say inner city missions in Tampa, I'm talking like, blocks and blocks of neighborhoods of just block homes. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, we went there in the summer, so it was hot. There's one experience where 
I was, uh, we call it the street team or the mm-hmm. evangelistic team, mm-hmm. or, you know, you're going to use your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Basically you're not, you're not a, a puppet guy. You're not a clown. You're not doing face painting. You're not doing, you know, you're not doing that. You're just going, you're yeah. going to talk. And that was me. I was that guy. And so I led a team. I was young. I was, I don't know how old I was, but I led a team and we were going door to door to door. And so I would go and knock on doors. Hey, how's it going? Um, we're, I don't know if you guys know about the dream center. It was the dream centers who yeah. we worked with in, in Tampa, Florida. And so I don't know if you guys know about the dream center, but, uh, we're gonna have this block party. We're gonna have food. We're gonna have music. We're gonna just, we just want to love on you guys. Yeah. So we just went through all these streets and there was one street or one house that we came up to and there were multiple guys out on like the steps and it wasn't really a porch. It was like yeah. the steps and mm-hmm. you know, I had, had kind of had this like feeling <laughs> and I had the rest of the students stay like at the mailbox. Yeah but I walked up. And so I just walked on up and I had way more confidence and boldness than I should have in times yeah. of my life. But I walk up and I was like, Hey, how's it going guys? And they're like, Hey, you know, red eyes. They were definitely Stoned. into some stuff. Yeah. And, uh, they were just like, probably confused, probably like, what is this white dude doing on my steps? Yeah. And I just walked up and I was super nice. I was like, Hey man, my name's Justin. Uh, I'm actually here with dream center. Um, you guys might not like it because we're having like bouncy houses and stuff for kids and stuff. But if y'all know any kids, if y'all have any kids in the house, we'd yeah. love to have them come. Um, we're just going to have a fun time. We are going to have food if y'all want to come and check it out. Mm-hmm. And they weren't rude. They were just like, uh, yeah, we'll see kind of thing. Yeah. And I did my thing and then just kept going. Yeah. So then, uh, I don't know, maybe halfway into the block block party, uh, I kind of turned into video guy. So I had like old school hand Sony handy cam yeah. and I'm like walking around doing videos and talking to people. And, uh, one of the guys that I talked to showed up. Wow. And, uh, awesome. he had a, a white tank top on some baggy pants and I had the camera and there were some girls that started dancing. And I mean, it may have been like old school Toby Mac or yeah. something that we had blasting and they were dancing. And I was videoing it. And then this guy walks up and he's like, Oh, are you going to get me? Are you going to get me dancing? You want to record me dancing? And he was just like this crazy look on his face. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, nah, I'm not going to record you. I just wanted to record them. It's more like a kid thing. Cause he was just weird. He was yeah. just acting weird. Yeah. And so then he comes closer to me and he just starts weaving uh-huh. back and forth. He's like, Oh, you don't want to record me, huh? You don't want to record me. Why don't you want to record me? <laughs> and he gets closer to me. And like, I keep my eyes on him. And one of the other female leaders was near me. And I was like, Hey, Chris. And I'm like, looking at him, I'm taking my, my camera sling off and I'm like handing it to him. And at this point, I kid you not, he's like taking the shirt off his outer shirt. He's taking his chains off. He's like looking at me, like eyeing me down. I'm like, something's about to happen. Like something is about to go down. Now I have graduated at this point when I went as a leader, but, uh, I'm like, I, I don't know what, uh, you know, I'm just prepared for whatever. Like, obviously I'm, I've always had this kind of protector mode. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking like, this dude ain't doing nothing to anybody, like none of these kids or anything. Yeah. So, um, my brother, I don't have time to get into this, but my brother taught me a lot of like hand to hand combat stuff. He was just like good at it. bad to the bone. Yeah, yeah. And really, really, really smart guy. Um, and crafty. 
Yep. I always tell people he reminds me of uh, Liam Neeson in the first Taken. Oh yeah, like I'm a man of a certain or a specific skill set or something like yeah. that. Like, you know, shout out to my brother. He's got a specific skill set. Awesome. Thank God for people that get <laughs> yes. the bad guys. Yeah, with yeah, their yeah. Good skills. Um, a lot of experience. Um, you know, he would always say he worked uptown for a long time. Yeah, and he would say I've never thrown anyone out of a bar. I just encourage them. <laughs> um, and so. Anyways, we're having this moment and this guy's like staring at me. Eyes look crazy and he gets right into my face and, but he doesn't say anything. I mean, he gets right into my face. Yeah. And I mean, my, my I'm like tensed. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't want to take the first punch. Like growing up with older brothers, all the things like I, we just grew up that way. Yeah. So I'm like, just kind of, I'm freaking out a little bit, but I'm trying to stay <clears> cool. Uh, someone said they had went and called the cops, which we had some close because they knew that we were doing this party thing in this area. And uh, I don't know why I did this, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, hey, man, I don't know like what is going on with you, but if you want me to, I can pray for you right now. Wow. No, I was like, so not a Justin thing, yeah. like in that yeah. moment, like I fought, I wrestled a lot, like all yeah. those things. So like my natural instinct would have been like, all right, dude, you don't know what's about to happen. I'm about to pop you this way. Then I'm going to jump behind you, get you in the bare naked choke and just wait for, you know, like I'm thinking like step two, three, four, five down the road. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't do that. I just, I like had a moment where I didn't have like a piece because I was still like my, my adrenaline was like going. Yeah. yeah. But I had enough of, of God's peace to just say what would sound like a ridiculous thing to say. Like, yeah. Hey man, I don't know what's going on with you, but uh, you want me to pray for you? Yeah. He didn't say anything. And I just stood there and yeah. I mean, he was really close. But after I said that, he kind of still is doing his weaving back and forth uh -huh. and then he starts to back up. Wow. And then he starts to pick his stuff up and then he starts to walk away. And then like a minute later, officers get there, they go and track him down and he had cocaine in the system. Wow. And, um, they ended up taking him. Uh, but Man, yeah. there's a biblical principle there, too. First of all, <clears throat> parents, if you ever go on, your kids go on a trip with Justin, <laughs> he knows how to take care of them in case somebody <laughs> comes after them. Second thing is a soft answer turns away wrath. Yeah, right? yeah. That Isn't was that right? wild. That's biblical, yeah. right? Yeah, it that's is. Cool. And that's the first time I'd ever experienced anything that, like, real in my face. Now, yeah. I've experienced some other crazy things, you know, right. we've talked about before, but... Uh, that was that was a wild one because um, you don't know what's going on in the, that wow. person's mind, and you know you don't know what they're about to do. Man, but maybe you planted a seed there that he never got over, and maybe he got oh Jesus man, at some yeah, point. I absolutely hope so. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, it, even if it wasn't nothing that I said or did, it was you know the power of the Holy Spirit maybe impacted him in some way, right? Um, but yeah, so. You know, that, that, that's kind of caught me up through high school. I did a bunch of things. I did my first New York missions trip. We've done a few of those yeah. with student ministry. Um, and you're doing a mission trip this summer to Savannah, right? Yeah. Georgia. We, so it's been on my heart for a little while yep. and the timing's never right. It's like people that say we're waiting to have kids. Like, oh, yeah. look, sometimes you just got to make it happen. Like you're never, things are just never going to like, perfect. be just right. right. And so we, we haven't taken a missions trip with our students since 2020. Right. And so, uh, you know, the first year or so was still kind of tricky. And then at the same time, we had incredible growth in student ministry. Right. So, like, 
there were a lot of things managing. Then I started to oversee kids ministry. Mm -hmm. So like just a lot, a lot of different things going on there. And I was at a place this year where, again, it's one of those things that didn't go away. It kept coming back. And I'm like, okay, this is time. We're just going to, and I actually did it in January in our quarterly meeting with my team. Uh, Bethany's like my right hand. Um, and so we talk about everything and she knew that it was, this was on my heart, but we had no plans. Yeah. So we're in the middle of our quarterly meeting with our entire team. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm about to say something and I don't have any answers. Mm -hmm. I told him, I was like, I don't have detail. I don't know anything. I just feel like this is supposed to happen and I need to speak it. Mm -hmm. We're doing a missions trip this summer. Awesome. And my wife looked at me (laughs) like, we are, (laughs) what are we doing? What? Because you know, uh, no details. And then, you know, she starts to scramble, like, we got to do this. We got to get this. We got to do all these things. Yeah. And I'm like, it's going to work out. Yeah. And Thank goodness for Bethany. Good, good ideas there. Oh, she's awesome. Bring it back on track. She's awesome. She, but yeah, you made it incredible. happen. And I mean, yeah. I didn't mean yeah. to derail your story, but so when is that mission trip? First of all, and then back to your story. Back. So the mission the- trip, um, right now there's a three part process. So if any, um, eighth grade, current eighth grade to seniors are interested, mm-hmm. They can go to our church app, go mm-hmm. to family ministry students yep. events, and you can click on um, the mission trip is Savannah, uh, mission trip, Savannah, Georgia. It is, I believe, June 9th through the 14th, okay. I believe, but it has that info on there. There's a three-step process. Mm-hmm. So even if you're slightly interested, mm-hmm. I tell students, just do the application. Right. It doesn't lock you in. Right. First, there's the application. And it's going to ask you a bunch of questions. Then there's an interview. And so myself, Bethany, we may have a coach or two Mm -hmm. uh, that help us, but we'll conduct these interviews with students because Mm -hmm. this is not just like uh, we're going to the beach. Right. This is not like the fun trip. Volunteerism. No, this is, this is (laughs) not, this is not that we, we want people who really are going to take this seriously. And so there may be some no's, you know, Mm -hmm. just depending because we have a limited number of spots. Right. Um, but the interview, you get more of the details and then you go back home, you find out the cost, you find out, you know, your responsibility for the trip, like all those details you'll find out in the interview process. And then, um, you get the invitation right after the, after the interview. And so once you get the invitation, then there's the registration where we start talking the money stuff and all of that. So, yeah. So even if you're interested and you're like, I can't do the money. Um, I can go back and look at all of our, well, straight up, I can go back and look at all the mission trips we've done in the past. Right. I've never had a student that didn't raise the money. That's right. Yeah. Ever. It's part of the faith journey too. Yeah. And so, and I'm not even talking about the church coming in and writing the check. Yeah. I'm saying straight up, we have never had a student that did not raise the money. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I've got my own personal story with that. And it's good for you. Yeah, it is. So you're back to those youth trips and stuff like that. And you miss your trips and you're a young adult. Now you're out of, out of college, yeah. high school, yeah. you're into working yep. your first jobs and all that kind of stuff. And anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, so how I got to where I am, sorry, you guys, I've had this like culture. I've got this congestion thing going. No problem. I so think everybody out here can identify. In the I last probably month have some kind of, I probably sound so weird. I'm going to go back and listen to this. It's going to sound all nasally, but anyways. You sound cool, man. Um, like a movie sound star, so cool. Like, voice. hey, how's it going? Hey. That's it. Hey, little Barry White. Um, <laughs> oh, Barry White. You have to dial back and find out who that guy is anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. 
all the students are going like, I, yeah, all the young white. people are like, who's Barry White? But yeah. I threw that out there. Smooth I dude, did. white I did. I had to do it. I had to throw it in there. <laughs> um, so I, this has happened to me twice in my life where I felt like I had a church home and it's like, I'm never going to leave. Mm-hmm. And both times I've said that I'm never going to leave, mm-hmm. God uproots me mm-hmm. and sends me somewhere else. So I have never said that at the point. I've never, right. like I on purpose said, all right, God, I'm never going to say I'm not going to leave. I'm just open. Yeah. You know, you bring things, you take things, whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I, I love being at the point. Um, my, my family's been raised here. I mean, really, so much of my life and legacy is yeah. connected to the point. Amen. Um, but uh, so when I was at Central, uh, I was a student, student leader. Then I, I kind of graduated. And there was a funny story with that. But I kind of graduated and and needed to move on to um, uh, like the young adult thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time we didn't have a structure set up like, uh, the point does in mm-hmm. student ministry where like we had two students graduate, but this year they're actually interns with me. Yeah. Um, you know, back when I was in youth group, it was kind of like, all right, you're kicked out. You got to go hang out with the adults and no offense, but our college and career thing at the time at central was we're going to go talk, you know, uh, the difference between like Calvinism or something else and yeah. just go drink coffee at Starbucks. But I was a doer. Yeah. Like I was in the trenches. I was doing mission trips. I was doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so I was like, yeah, you guys go like do your coffee, have your talk. But like, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, like what, like what are we doing for Jesus? You know, that that's kind of, so, you know, I was there and I was like, I mean, I just don't feel like I'm being used. I don't feel like, you know, something was missing. And so uh, really a great buddy of mine at the time, one of my best friends, his name's Justin. Uh, he invited me to be a part of a church called Southbrook that was really mm-hmm. small at the time. Uh, they were meeting in like a little um, uh, s- s- uh, strip mall, like a mm-hmm. shopping center. Yep. And then for a little while, they met at Providence High School um, before they had their building in Weddington, which is still there now. Another incredible church and just right. a, a part of my journey. but. Well, I remember going there and he said, Hey, why don't you come help me with, um, uh, like a Sunday school class basically. Yeah. And so we went, and I think the first time I went there, they were less than 10 and we were in a classroom at province. That's one of the first times I went to help. And I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. And, uh, so anyways, my youth pastor, Daryl Sutherland, love him. Awesome guy. He actually leads a ministry in Charlotte called cool. Rice and Beans. Cool. Hey, Daryl. Fantastic, yeah. man. Awesome, awesome guy. You guys yeah. can look that up. Love him. Support him. He uh, He's the real deal. He's yeah. the real deal guy, and he's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. He was my youth pastor, um, so he actually ended up taking the role as the youth pastor at Southbrook. Okay. Um, and so then Justin and I just started serving him and, and, and working with him and, and all those things. And uh, I remember we had a conversation one time, and the student ministry and a lot of youth groups go through this, that tension and that struggle Mm -hmm. of when do you split, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you've got a sixth grader and a 12th grader in the same context, it is hard. It either seems way too deep or way too cheesy. Mm -hmm. It just, it just is hard. And so we, we went through that as well at the point, but we were going through that struggle of when do we split? And I remember, uh, him asking me, well, will you just take on the middle school stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> most, most people with middle school, man, like you got to have a heart for them. 
Um, there's a ton of energy, but I will stand by this. If you can grab a hold of some middle schoolers yeah. and gear their attention and energy towards Christ, man, you just changed the world. you just changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you changed a lot. Absolutely. Um, uh, and so, anyways, uh, I, I kind of helped take on that, and I was a part of their young adult thing that they were doing there, and we were kind of making it our own. Um, which was a lot of young people and it was just growing and thriving, a lot of cool things. I mean, we got to the point where, like I said, the first time I did anything in that church, there were less than 10. And when I left Southbrook to come to the point, yeah. uh, we were at like a hundred middle schoolers. Wow. Just middle school. And wow. I mean, that was, I mean, I remember doing lock-ins and like all the things and, and that was bonkers. Um, Cause I was like, I was like, a couple times the middle school pastor word even was thrown out, yeah. but I was never like on staff. Right. I was just, I mean, I was busting my butt. I was working at CMC at the time. Right. Um, I, I installed medical gas in the mm -hmm. hospital. So anything from in the ceilings or uh, outlets on the wall in the rooms uh, or ORs or ditches where like the pipes had to be run into yeah. the, like, I did all that stuff awesome. with the copper. Um, and so, yeah, that was a cool thing. I like to do things with my hands too. And a lot of people don't know that side of me, yeah. um, kind of that construction side yeah. um, where I like to build and work with my Very hands handy. and see things happen. And so uh, I was working, I mean, 60 hours, sometimes more. I mean, I'm talking, I was at work starting before the sun came up. Sometimes I was leaving when the sun came down. I was working some long hours at CMC. Right. And I remember just like sometimes driving from CMC to Weddington. I mean, that was a little bit of a yeah, haul yeah. to make sure I could get to youth group. And like so many times I just felt like I was giving my scraps right. and like I had felt called. So to go back a little bit, when I had that dropkick moment in, in that summer camp, I felt a calling then. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. In the beginning, I thought it was going to be mission stuff because right. I'd done so many missions trips. I just thought like, oh, I'll be a missionary. Yeah. Um, I did not think right out the gate, it was going to be student stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, later I realized everything I did missions wise was connected to students. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I was like, ah, I had that kind of moment later on, but, uh, I'm at, I'm at Southbrook. I'm serving at a very high capacity, Yeah. no stipend, no pay. I mean, I was a volunteer. So if anyone ever like, man, he's just a professional Christian. I did years yeah. in the trenches like as a volunteer, because God told me to right. um, way before I got a penny to You're do. You're gung-ho doer. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. And so uh, I remember uh, being at Southbrook and I met my wife, Bethany, that story, I'll, I'll tell that quickly because it was at the same time as I was, I was at Southbrook. Um, I was leading again, you know, we're always uh, developing. We're, we're, none of us are done yet, right? That's Our right. stories, we're still learning. So, uh, I had dated a girl named Sarah and while we were dating, we decided that we would do a small group together. Mm -hmm. So it was called the bait of Satan by John Brevere. Okay. And it was a really good book. It's yeah. about like resentment and different like things John. like that. Really good book. So, uh, his wife's Lisa, I think. Brevere? I don't oh, anyway. remember. I don't remember. Um, so we, she, she's like, let's do this book. And she was like leading. I mean, she was leading the charge. I was like, sure, I'll do it with you. Yeah. Like, she's going to read the book and give you all the content. And I'm going to kind of like be there in the moment with you kind of guy. Like, let's talk through some things. Um, and I was more of the ad lib guy, fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy. I was definitely when I was younger. And um, so 
before our small group was supposed to start, she broke up with me. Oh, wow. Which was also weird. I did not date a ton, but I dated a handful of girls. I, I don't think I'm like some stud muffin or anything like that, but like I typically broke up with the girls mm -hmm. that I dated. And I never, and that sounds kind of conceited and stuff maybe, but I promise you, Bethany was the first girl I dated longer than three months. Okay. They knew or I knew real quick. Yeah. Like there was no games. There was none of that stuff. Like I knew or they knew. And in this situation, you know, you know. she knew and I didn't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so when she broke up with me, I was not there and I was like, okay. And so this was hard for me to swallow, but we were still going to lead the small group mm. together. Remember the bait of Satan, all about resentment and different things in life. So I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, this is going to be real interesting. So when I, we were probably starting, I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday night. The group was starting. And here I am, the, like the day of, I need to buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> I have not bought the book yet. So I haven't read page one. Yeah. And so I'm going to these different, you know, Christian bookstores. And there's not a whole lot of them. I mean, you can go online now, but there's not like many physical yeah. Christian bookstores now. Um, and so there was one, I went to one place, they didn't have it, uh, like a life way, I think in, in um, uh, Matthews, they didn't have it. And then I went to this little small mom and pop shop, Christian yeah. store um, that was, if anyone knows 74 Matthews, it's right behind, it's no longer there now, but it was behind the Texas Roadhouse okay. um, in Matthews in 74. So uh, uh, I go there, I pull in, and I, I start asking, I'm like, hey, I, I noticed a girl that works there. Her name's Adrian. We went to youth group together. I was like, do you have this book? I need this book, blah, blah, blah. So Bethany was working there. And yeah. she typically worked in the back and did like orders and purchasing and mm -hmm. different things like that. I guess they were shorthanded that day. So she was out front. And so she kind of helps me. She walks over and she's like, oh, actually, I think she said she had read this book or did this study at her church. And so we start talking about it. And I'm in full evangelistic mode. Yeah. Like, and, and I promise you guys I was because I was still pursuing my ex. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so she was done, but I wasn't. Yeah. And so I was in full evangelical yeah. mode and I invited Bethany to this small group. Okay. That I was leading with my ex-girlfriend. Okay. And so Bethany gives me her number and this is so lame, y'all. I'm just, this is just, this is real life. She gives me her number. I'm like, is that a real number? So I call the number on the spot in the store yeah. and her phone rings. I was like, all right, you're cool. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, we're talking back and forth. And the first couple of times I invited her to, uh, this is so funny, y'all. There's so many connections that are about to happen and this is going to blow people's minds. She might get mad, but I love you, baby. <laughs> so she blew me off a couple of times. Mm-hmm to go and hang out with her ex. Okay. Okay. Who was like an ex fiance at the time. Okay. Who. Okay. So if you speed up the story a little bit, she eventually came to one of the small groups. Right. Cause I just kept asking and we kept talking a little bit. So she finally came to one. She brought some of her friends. And then this other guy came with the worship pastor at the time. Uh, Dan Ruddy. He was yeah. the worship pastor at Southbrook. Right. So he brings in this guy named Andy Cherry yeah. to start leading worship. And so Andy, this guy, Andy is there. He's helping lead worship for our young adult thing. Bethany came because she was invited by me. 
I invited her to come to a small group that I'm leading with my ex-girlfriend that I'm still trying to pursue. <laughs> and Bethany's ex-fiance was Andy Cherry. Oh, who was leading my gosh. Worship. Wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Right. It was nasty, and we didn't even know it was nasty. All my like, exes live in Southbrook. Oh, man, it was wild. <laughs> it was wild. And so, long story short, I won. Hey, no, I, <laughs> glad you did. No, but to bring things full circle, uh, I found out a few weeks ago, Parkwood's person to lead worship at 180 is Andy Cherry. Cherry no but I mean, he's married. He's got a family. I got a family. We're actually, he's cool. He's a great guy. That's awesome. Um, but no, it's so wild how things like come full circle. Uh, but yeah, at the time it was nuts. I mean, it was crazy, but that's how we met was I was going to pick up the book to lead a small group with my ex-girlfriend and I met Bethany and invited her to the group. That's awesome. It's, 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 it almost doesn't sound real. Yeah. It just sounds that crazy. So God does orchestrate what he wants to come across, come across and happen. Right. Yeah. But there's choices involved too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are choices. We so in the midst of all that, we found out from Dan Ruddy, who by that shortly after that became our worship leader yep. about there's this dedicated <laughs> student pastor and he doesn't work for a salary. He works a full-time job and he comes and does this. He's like 20 to 30 hours a week guy. And man, he's just so good. Just really need to get him. We had that kind of, and, and ultimately we were going through the process of um, calling a student pastor and it ended up being you. Yeah. So with that story, I had a Facebook Yeah. and uh, some of you actually just got my friend acceptance like uh, uh, two weeks ago. And for some of y'all, it was like nine years. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I'm one of those guys. I'm a, we talked about this other day. Yeah. I'm not a consumer of social media. I'm more of a, a pusher, pusher. I guess. Like yeah. I, I, I will push. And even then I don't push it that much. I'm just not a guy that really gets on and, and, and scrolls and does the whole thing. So if you still haven't gotten the acceptance, Hey, three or four years down the road, who yeah. knows what's going to happen? Maybe I'll accept you. Yeah. But, um, Dan had left Southbrook and came to the point. You mm -hmm. guys were looking for someone. Yep. And at the same time, I felt unsettled at Southbrook. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so again, this was church number two. I said, man, this is, this is home. Like I will here. never leave Southbrook. I'm never going to leave. Yeah. And the same kind of thing. I didn't get angry. It wasn't bitter, but like I tell people I didn't leave Southbrook. I tell people that God uprooted me yeah. and replanted me somewhere else. Yeah. Um, because there was not a sourness. There wasn't like, you know, they did me wrong. You know, there were obviously times where I thought like this would be a job. You know, I would work with Daryl or I would do something and, and get paid to do it. Like I had that desire and, and sure. that hope, but it was never like it got sour to where like, man, I'm leaving this church. Like I hate this church. Yeah. Or like, you know, Which it is was a great time to leave. You just know you're, it's time to yeah. move on. Yeah. You're not mad at something. So no. God's when when Dan had reached out to me on Facebook, I guess he didn't have my number or what, you know, but he had reached out um, three times on Facebook and sent me messages. I had no idea. And so at the same time he sent these messages to me, I was good friends with, um, uh, we, we had some people at Southbrook that I got connected with through church and through Chick-fil-A stuff. But Art Turkhurst uh, yeah. was a good friend of mine at the time. Mm -hmm. And him and I went and had lunch one day and we just started talking. I'm like, man, here, I laid it all out. I'm like, I love this girl. And I think we had just gotten married. And so, yeah, Beth and I were married at this time. 
and very newlyweds, but like we were ready. Like yeah. we had an apartment, we hadn't bought anything made. So it's like, we're ready to like sell all of our stuff and just go. Yeah. Like, and we, we were like, we don't know what it does. We thought it was student ministry. We thought it was Southbrook, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. Mm. And so we're just, re- we're willing, like, we don't know, like God do something. And so he said, I have a really good connection with the Charlotte Eagles and yeah. the guy who mm-hmm. is kind of like their chaplain, but he does stuff in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And so would you guys be interested in connecting with him? And I was like, absolutely. At this point, like I'm down for whatever. So I messaged this guy multiple times. Mm-hmm. And like, at the time I was like angry, like this dude's lame. He's not getting back to me. Like, what's his deal? He's not professional. Like that's how I felt at the, yeah. at the time. Now I realized God was closing one thing and opening another thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I never did have a conversation with that guy from the shop. Like we never talked about Ethiopia. We never talked about, cause the idea was maybe we could go be missionaries for a year and sure. then see what happens next. Yeah. Um, and so we never found out anything. And so then finally, Dan, after reaching out to me multiple times on Facebook and hearing nothing because I was not that guy, yeah. uh, he reached out to Bethany and Bethany was a social and is more on like the social media stuff. Right. Um, and so he reached out to her and she like immediately said, Hey, uh, you know, Dan's trying to reach you and talk to you about some student thing and Belmont or whatever, where he's at. I'm like, what? Cause like Dan and I like didn't have a bad relationship, but I didn't think he knew me like that. Right. You know, like we did some stuff together, but like, um, one of the only trips I remember us doing together was uh, a whitewater rafting trip. Yeah. Um, I remember us like talking and connecting there, but besides that, like we, we didn't do a whole lot together. So when he reached out to me, I was super shocked. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even think he knew me that well to yeah. speak of me that way. So I look at my messages. I respond back and I'm like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I'm, I just don't communicate on social media. So what's up. Then he comes and he says, come to an interview, come meet this guy, Michael. And then all that stuff kind of happened. Yeah. And I remember before we felt like we could say yes, we wanted to come to a service. Yeah. So the first service that we ever came to at the point before I was on staff, yeah, it was at the YMCA. Right. We came. Bethany had just got some new shoes um, because she wanted to like look nice and all those things. So we had just bought some new shoes for her, and I just was wearing whatever. But uh, y'all talked about Ethiopia. Yeah. And it was wild because we were potentially like, like seconds from like saying, okay, we're going to sell everything and go to Ethiopia for a year. So we're like, Oh, that's a cool thing. Like that's a God thing. Yeah. And y'all did like, Hey, take off your shoes and bring them up front. We're taking these shoes to Ethiopia. <laughs> oh man. She's got a bunch of money invested. In these and nice so shoes. like she, she had this moment. I'm like, I mean, I don't know if they want mine. Mine don't look that good. I can take them. But she was like, I don't want to take mine off. Like yeah. I just got these shoes, yeah. but she did. And wow. she took them up front. And that to us was a sign. We thought it was Ethiopia. And it's funny because we're not going to be there, but now our shoes are going to be there. And it was just wild how right. that worked out and how we ended up coming to the point. That's awesome. Wow. And what a powerful ministry you've had over these last 15 years almost. This June. This June will be 15, be 15 years. 15 years. And we're really excited about you doing that. Hey, I want to continue the story because I want to kind of pick up in part two about 
how ministries developed here over time and that kind of stuff. So yeah. can we come have you back another time? Absolutely. I'd love awesome. that. So thank you so much, everybody, for watching the Next Step Podcast, episode 34. Your students need to go this weekend to 180 Weekend or begin the process, even if it's just a part of it. We challenge you to be a part of it, too. I want to challenge you to watch this. And um, I'm just grateful to Justin and Bethany for what you've done in the life of our church. Well, it's my pleasure, man. And will you come back again maybe even next week and we can talk some more? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Fantastic. We'll see you for the episode. Number. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll see you next time as we take the Next Step podcast to the next level so that our ministry is all about helping people take their next step in their journey with Jesus by loving Jesus and becoming like Jesus and sharing Jesus with others. And Justin has told us some powerful stories today about how God's done that in his life. So thanks again for being with us. Thank you, man. For part one. Yeah. Part two coming.